Jazz Podcast. Welcome to another episode of SNS Podcast. I know it's been quite a long time since I've done one, but this little episode here is basically talking about what I've been mentioning for a very long time now, the coronavirus. I know we're all sick and tired of hearing it. And I don't blame you. I'm tired of hearing it too. But what I mentioned a long time ago is that this coronavirus is it's just fake. The numbers are fake. And you know why the numbers are fake? It's because when you go to a doctor's office or a hospital, right off the bat, they're going to say coronavirus. And the reason is, each time they say that, they're making a bunch of money per person. Each person is worth a dollar sign to those hospitals and doctors. So if you go in there with a, uh, let's say, a broken finger, they're right off the bat, they're going to say, you got the coronavirus. I mentioned a long time ago uh, that a man was on a, was in a motorcycle accident, died, and right off the bat, they say coronavirus killed him. How can that be when the guy died in a motorcycle accident? The coronavirus did not kill him. Okay, now with that being said, this is the flu season, right? So you're going to go into the hospital and the doctors and you got the flu. You don't have none of the symptoms that the coronavirus is supposed to give you, okay? So you go into the doctors or the hospitals, they're going to say coronavirus when you actually probably got the flu it's like i said it's it's a number you are nothing but a dollar sign to these people each person comes in and the doctors right on their pad say coronavirus they're getting a few thousand dollars just just for that you are nothing but a number to them now this little soundbite uh that was handed down to me i like for y'all to listen and it's pretty much what exactly the same thing that the I've been saying a long time ago, and he's saying the exact same thing here, too. So if y'all please listen in and, well, take notes. And, you know, everything he's saying is the truth. So here we go. What we're actually seeing is the systematic implementation of the fall of the republic and the rise of the corporation of the United States. Every major event is, is a step in the ladder to achieve that end. COVID is just another rung in the ladder, which is why there's a deliberate mixing of all the wordplay, right? I mean, we should stop calling it, you know, quarantine. That's a term designated for people that are verified sick. This is a house arrest mandated by the state. You should stop calling it, you know, social distancing. There's nothing social about forced isolation. Uh, we should stop saying safer at home when millions of Americans don't have basic necessities adequate to fit their needs. It assumes that everybody's home is equally as safe as the people that are making the statements. We should stop saying, you know, uh, this is for the greater good. Right? When you close the economy, killing millions of businesses that families have worked generations to establish, that's anything but good. We should stop saying this is the new normal. That's just blatant mind control drivel. There's nothing normal about forced isolation, you know, training your neighbor like they have the plague, breathing your own bodily waste, wearing masks, living in constant fear of contamination. That's normal. I 
mean, after all, if the virus is so deadly, why hasn't it wiped out the homeless who don't social distance, wash themselves regularly, let alone, you know, live in or have access to a sterile environment? Last year, 1.5 million people died of tuberculosis. Why were you not wearing a mask during the tuberculosis pandemic? You were endangering, you know, public health and safety, along with billions of other uh, people around the globe. So why didn't you wear a mask? I'll tell you why. Because the mainstream media didn't tell you to wear a mask. <laughs> right. It's because, because the 1.5 million people died from tuberculosis. There was no tuberculosis pandemic any more than there's a coronavirus pandemic. What you're really participating in is a beta test for AI systems and facial recognition. See, these cameras work best when people are, you know, distance apart. Now that they're, now they're actually testing through machine learning how to recognize, you know, a face that's partially covered. It's also a way to easily determine who's compliant and who's not. Who does the propaganda work on and who it doesn't? Now get this, you know, there, there's some ironies that are here, right? A, a society that kills millions of babies a year for convenience has shut itself down to prevent adults from dying. People that on the one hand slaughter babies in the womb by the millions are now preaching uh, to the masses about the, the sanctity of human life. It's double speak, double talk. It's the, two, it's the two doctrine policy, one for the initiated, one for the uninitiated, one for the inner circle, another for the masses. It's like saying, you know, if I violate the stay-at-home order, I can be arrested, but you're letting convicted criminals out of prison so they don't get coronavirus. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. If there's a real pandemic, does it require, you know, uh, faulty virus models, rigged test results, 81% false positives, inaccurate news reporting, staged hospital overruns, manipulated death certificates? Nope. You know, when the government shuts down you know, millions of small businesses but doesn't lay off any government employees, it's not about the health. When the state bans dentists from practicing but deems it necessary for abortion clinics to stay open, it's not about your health. When the, the state prevents you from buying seeds for your garden but allows you to purchase lottery tickets, it's not about your health. An institution that you know has the ability to destroy all of Earth through you know alleged nuclear warfare should not regulate personal self-defense. You know, an institution that's caught trafficking drugs shouldn't be able to regulate plants. An institution that's racked up $23 trillion prior to coronavirus uh, in debt shouldn't be allowed to manage the retirement fund. Mm -hmm. An institution that was caught spreading STDs should not be allowed to run health care. If people are really concerned about public health and safety, you know, in general, but, you know, they don't care if people, you know, um, eat garbage, drink poison, smoke cancer, and take prescription drugs, but think that toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and masks are going to protect them from the boogeyman coronavirus. You know, this is a special kind of stupid that I, I can't address here. You should ask yourself uh, some, a couple basic questions. When did you consent from, you know, you creating a government to serve you to you serving the government ruling over you? If you want to know, you know, who's in charge, just think about who you can and can't criticize. There you go. 
Just like what he said, it's just a bunch of hooey. He also brought out a good point about uh, letting out convicted criminals, release them early or whatever, just so they don't catch the coronavirus. Now, that is, to me, why. He made out a lot of good points. Uh, One, uh, the state of New Mexico, the governor, closed out the state again. She shut down a bunch of businesses. Um, So we're under a two weeks house arrest, I guess you can say. Um, Well, the people are not going to take this anymore. There's a... I watched another video earlier today where uh, sheriff's deputies went to this protesting and it was inside of a building. They went inside... People got all mad and told the the sheriff deputies that you are trespassing. Okay, you have no right to be here. Well, the the deputies are over there saying, well, you got a large gathering. Nobody in here is wearing a mask. But the people say, you are trespassing. You need to leave. You are breaking the law now. Eventually, the, the deputies did leave. But, you know, they were leaving while they're on their phones, I guess making phone calls to find out what they can do. But the people were right. And I've mentioned this before because I was a police officer once before. If you step on somebody's property, it is trespassing. You do not have a warrant to be there. You need to get off. That's that's a law. You know, these uh, law enforcement officers are not above the law. They cannot just walk on your property and demand this and demand that. No. Do you have a warrant? No, get off of the property. This is private property. You need to leave now. One of the deputies on there saying to the uh, to the people that the female deputy is just doing her job. I kind of listened to that. I say, well, if she's doing her job, she's not doing a very good job because she should know the law. You're on private property. There's nothing you can do. If you went to a store, let's say Walmart, for example, and somebody backs into you and causes damage to your vehicle, the police are involved. There's nothing they can do. They cannot give them a citation because it's on private property. So they left. The sheriff deputies left while the people were chanting, we will not comply. We will not comply. Well, the people did not comply. And I'm hearing a bunch of stories about the same thing. People are not complying. Now, I could probably say the governor of New Mexico is probably going to have herself a traditional Thanksgiving and having a bunch of people over, social gathering, um, I don't know, 20, 25 people maybe, maybe a little less, but more than, than she demands that there have to be. And I could probably say that they're all not going to be wearing a mask. So nobody listens to her. So why should her people listen to her? She's not going to make them do it. But she's going to demand us to do it. Wear a mask or else. Now the way I see it was nobody listened to her the first time. So she's going to try to do this again. And she's going to do it again and again and again. Until we all submit to her doings. I'm not going to submit to her doings. I'm going to do what I want. Now, I will wear a mask out of courteous for those people out there who are afraid, scared, 
that they might catch it. I'll wear one for that reason. But when I go out, step outside of my place, I'm not wearing a mask. I get in my car, I'm not going to wear a mask. You know, I will walk across a parking lot before I step inside the building just to be courteous to people, those who are scared of this coronavirus pandemic they say we got, which like this, the guy said here, it's a bunch of hooey. I don't believe it. I never did believe it. Okay, you got people who are dying. Well, you know why they're dying from this thing? Let me tell you. They put you in an induced coma. They put tubes down your throat. Your body is so used to having something else breathe for them that they just stop breathing. They stop your muscles and everything will stop working. So when they pull the uh, ventilation tubes out of your throat, out of your mouth, your body is not going to start working. It, it just, it quit. That's how you die. By those stupid ventilation tubes they put down your throat. Your body just stops working because it's, something else is working for it. Pull the tubes out, your body's not going to work anymore. It's, it's so used to having something else work for them. So they just quit. That's how you die. Now, there's another incident where um, a doctor, a very, very high official doctor, I can't remember his name, I wish I could find that article, uh, ibuprofen speeds up the so-called coronavirus thing. Well, there was a guy not too long ago, uh, sometime this week, I guess it was, it was in the uh, newspaper. I uh, believe they, believe, I don't remember where they're from, but anyways, they, the guy was very sick. They sent him home. He got worse. Went back to the hospital. Pumped him full of ibuprofen. Uh, like Something like 3,000 milligrams or something like that. It was quite a bit. It was a lot. Now you know you take so much of ibuprofen. You get, you start bleeding from the inside. Well, you know, this guy died. Now if I could find those people. I would uh, give them the information. Find it online. Give them all that information and tell them to sue that hospital, sue that doctor. If I can just find them, you know, if you're all listening, just send me a message. But if I can just find those people, I would tell them, do this, do that. Here's everything I've found. Sue the pants off of the hospital, off of the doctors. Now, there's another one here. The This guy is a pathologist. He is a top pathologist named Dr. Roger Hopkins. And he told the government officials during a Zoom conference call that the current coronavirus crisis is the greatest hoax ever. Now, a top pathologist says this is a bunch of hooey as well. This is a, a hoax. Again, trying to scare the people into submission. Do what I say or else. This is what's going to happen to you. And I agree. I've been saying this for a long time. Uh, since the, uh, I guess when the governor locked down the first time, I think I said it. I don't remember, but it's, it's a hoax. It is a big hoax. Now, like I said earlier, you're going to go catch the, the flu. Excuse me, the flu. They're going to call it coronavirus. This is the flu season. This is the time where they're going to get you. They're going to, they're going to put you in the hospitals and say, coronavirus. And, well, I feel sorry for you. 
I hope you may learn something from what this guy said on this soundbite. Listen to him. Uh, go back over it and listen to it and listen to it. Do the research. Find find out what is true, what's not. The numbers are all lies. They're just lying about the numbers so they can make some money off of you. And it's you, the public, the citizens. It's you they're trying to make money off of. So, Dr. Hopkins, let's listen to into the soundbite that it's a uh, that was on YouTube. So let's listen in, and you can hear what he has to say. I will call this Community and Public Services Committee meeting to order. It is November thirteenth, twenty twenty, and uh, this is the edition, which we'll begin now. Okay, so we are now moving on to uh, item six point seven. Uh, the amendment to extend the temporary mandatory face coverings bylaw. Uh, we have a number of speakers, and I, I, as far as I understand, perhaps some speakers have been added over the break. Is that correct, Madam Clerk? To uh, S. Peterson. S. Peterson. Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is Dr. Hawkinson. I just wanted to let you know I'm standing by. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, I'm, what I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, it's counter-narrative, and so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was pre previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And I might, you might say I know a little bit about all of this. Bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got uh, felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. They're not even worn effectively most of the time. It's, it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people, I'm not saying that in a purchaser sense, seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. 
Social distancing is also useless because COVID is spread by aerosols, which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible unintended consequences. Everywhere should be open tomorrow, as was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of, te of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not, underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory problem. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable and to give them all in the nursing homes that are under your control. Give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day, which, is, which has been shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. The scale of the response that you're undertaking with no evidence for it is utterly ridiculous given the consequences of acting in a way that you're proposing. All kinds of suicides, business closures, funerals, weddings, etc., etc. It's simply outrageous. It's just another bad flu. And you've got to get your minds around that. Let people make their own decisions. You should be totally out of the business of medicine. You're being led by, down the garden path by the chief medical officer of health of this province. I'm absolutely outraged that this has reached this level. It should all stop tomorrow. Thank you very much. There you go. That was Dr. Hopkins. He uh, says that this whole thing is just a bunch of hoax and it should stop tomorrow. Well, the choice is up to you. You can listen to what the governor, government, whoever your state official is, you can listen to them, or you say we're not going to comply, or you can you know listen to these two sound bites I have by two different people, and they tell you it's just it's just a hoax. There there is no such thing. Like Dr. Hopkins said, it's just a real bad flu. That's all it is. And what I mentioned earlier about the about ventilating you and putting tubes down your throat. Do the research. Look it up. You have nothing to lose but a lot to gain. You can gain your freedom back. Do what you want. Get back to work. Because all that's going to happen is the governor and government officials are just going to keep doing this over and over and over again. And what are you going to do about it? Me, personally, I would say I'm not going to comply. I am going to open up my business. And which, that did happen once. But, you know, then the state police showed up. And this was on the news. And, well, they closed them down. They said, you better be shut down by tomorrow. Or, or else. I don't know what the or else was. I could probably say there was an or else. Again, the choice is up to you. Do what they say. Let them run your life. Let them drain your money, make, you know, let them where you cannot take care of your family, starve to death, whatever, whatever. Now, 
the governor here that I heard, she was scared to death to get out of her vehicle. I guess she was surrounded. Uh, from what I understand was a bunch of bikers probably surrounded her and she was scared to death to get out of her vehicles. Well, she has every right to be scared to death. Because if I pull some kind of dumb, stupid stunt like that, yeah, I'll be scared to death too. But again, she's going to have herself a merry holiday, I'm sure, with a bunch of people at her mansion. No social distancing, no mask, but it's okay for her to do all this, but it's not okay for us. So we have to listen to her. No, no, no. I, I, no, I'm not going to plan to listen to this lady no more. She can do whatever she says. And, and the people out there, you need to stop listening to what they say. Listen to what these two sound bites had to say. They said it's a bunch of hooey. Listen to them. Well, I'm going to close it up for today. I know it's only like 24 minutes past, but thanks for listening in. Appreciate it. It's a short ep episode today. I had to do this before those sound bites disappear. They you know, get deleted or something because somebody's going to do something like that. Uh, the first one that you heard uh, did get deleted, but it managed to surface itself back up. So I found it and actually somebody else found it for me. And so I had to put it out there. But thank you all for listening in. If you have any questions or comments or whatever, um, there's a message box in the uh, front page of the SNS podcast. And I hope to hear from you. Send me a message. Send me an email message through there. If you want to join the show? Come on. Uh, send me a message. Join the show. Let's talk about something. Let's talk about what it's like in your state. What, what they're doing over there. Again, thank you all very much. And I hope you all have a good day. Thank you for listening to SNS Podcast. If you have a show idea, or if you would like to be on the show, which I really hope you would like to be, send me an email to sspodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's sspodcast at yahoo.com. And I might use your email on the next and upcoming show. And you can also send me a message. There's a message button along with a donate button, which will be very appreciative to help keep the show up and going. Thank you again for listening to S&S Podcast.